Welcome back to TSC Talks, or welcome if you're joining us for the first time, the podcast where we talk about tuberous sclerosis complex. We are on episode 18 today. My guest is Claire Dupre. We're going to talk about her experience as a shared living provider. She works as a shared living provider through a company called My Choice, which is based out of Worcester, Mass, and provides many other programs to individuals with disabilities in this area. Uh, we are talking about shared living, which is one of their programs, a supported living arrangement, which similar to adult foster care, where an individual couple or family share their home and life experiences with a person with an intellectual or developmental disability. So, for many of you in the TSC community, I do know that group homes sometimes are considered. This is an option that's worked for our family as Claire happens to be the care provider for my eldest daughter, Mary Ellen. And Claire has a background in ABA therapy as well as special ed. And she's a mother of five boys. And when we were going through the process to pick a shared living provider. She was the first person that we interviewed and turned out to be the best fit. And finding a good match when you're in the shopping for a shared living provider process is essentially important. So I hope you enjoy this. We get off track a little bit and talk about a lot of personal experiences because she is the provider for my daughter, Mary Ellen. I think it's a great podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Check out the Facebook page, TSC Talks, the notes section. I will post some links related to shared living and more information about that. So without further ado, thanks again for tuning in. Tell your friends and family, share it around, and take it away, Claire Dupre. Thank you. I'm here with Claire. Thank you, Claire, for being on the podcast. Thank you for asking me, Jill. Yeah, so just share anything that you'd like to share about your background leading up to becoming a shared living provider and what made you decide to do that. All right, well, let's see. I stayed at home with the kids, five and you boys. Had five boys. It, it was a little crazy, real noisy. I have my share of um, learned patience and overlooking things, working when it's noisy chaos is kind of the norm. So during that time when the kids were growing up, I was going to school part-time and for education. And I met somebody in town that whose husband worked for my choice. And she told me about a job and I worked for the company that was my choice. And it wasn't named that then, but I was a independent living support person. So my job was to take some adults that were living on their own, adults with special needs. And one of the things that they couldn't do on their own was their social skills. So typical people call friends and, hey, let's get together. But these folks didn't have the means to do that. So I was there to help. So they would make a plan hey, we want to go to the movies or bowling or out to eat or Walmart or whatever. And I'd pick them up. And for four years, I did that every other week. So wow. 
I had the chance to get to know them and develop friendships with them, which still exist today. I still get phone calls and and all that. Um, so I got to see people's strengths and realize that everybody has their deficits. Everybody does. And um, and I remember going to the holiday party and one of the clients that I had was a great dancer and she used to bring her sister, her sister, not so much in the dancing department, but when you get them on the dance floor, you don't know who has special needs and who doesn't. And it was, it's just, it was such looking back. I think that was my favorite job that I had. It sounds rewarding. It was very rewarding. And my family became part of it because they became part of our lives and, we would do community activities. Well, my family's in the community, so we would bump into my family. And my family got a chance to know these people, too. And so they were pretty lives, supportive? It, very supportive, and our lives are richer for having known these people. So once at the store, I was shopping, and I ran into an old coworker, and she was telling me about the program that she was heading. And I think it was adult foster, foster care. care. Uh-huh. And she said, oh, and there's another program. She said, you'd be a good fit for that. So what she was talking about shared living. That stayed in the back of my mind for a while. And our house got lonelier and bigger and As your quieter, kids were moving right? out. Yeah. And, and we talked about being foster parents. And I don't know, there's just a void. So we revisited the idea of shared living. So made the call and... Pam came out and spoke with me. I think she was getting a read on me and seeing if I if this would even qualify or if the space would qualify. And she did the walkthrough, took some pictures. What was the application process like as far as becoming a shared living provider? Um, what did you have to do? Besides Corey and license. So they'll, they'll look at... She was assessing you when she came out. I think she was seeing personality-wise, like, no way. I wouldn't put anybody with this family. Or, yeah, this is a nice nice family. Mm -hmm. So she she liked us. And we knew some of the same people. And I used to work for the company. So So it worked out. Which, yeah, it worked out. I mean, some of the nicest people that I know in, in my life now work at that company. Look at my choice. Just for listeners, My Choice is a shared living provider program that works with disabled people in the Worcester area, and they have lots of different programs. The one that we're talking about is shared living, which is funded through Department of Developmental Services, is for adults with some level of disability who can no longer, their needs can't be met in their own home. They go through a process of... um, through the DDS process where they're deemed eligible based on the family family of origin's needs. And then once they're deemed eligible, the family goes through a selection process where they are able to interview potential shared living providers and try to find a match. So when my daughter, Mary Ellen, was deemed eligible, we started looking for shared living providers, and my choice, the program that she is in now with Claire, was the one that stood out to us the most based on the the individuals that came to discuss the program with us at, at my home. I felt like they really had a good understanding of 
what might be needed and how this situation could potentially be really good for Mary Ellen. So we went with my choice and um, we met Claire, actually our first interview. So I just wanted to give a little bit of background on my choice. Anyways, let's get back to, um, so, you're, so you met Pam and you went through the screening process and then what happened next? We waited. It was a long wait, and really? I thought, "Oh, maybe they, maybe they think they think we're weird or something. <laughs> it's not going to work out, or the house isn't nice enough, or something." But it turns out there's a cycle because of funding. So once the funding kicks in, then things ramp up a little. We did have one other person come visit before you and Mary Ellen. Mm-hmm. It was a mom and dad came to scout things out for the daughter. Oh, really? Um, But the house isn't, the young woman has physical limitations and the house really isn't set up that would be good for her. So that was a no. Mm -hmm. And then the next week you and Mary Ellen came and um, I think it was a good match. Yeah, I felt like we, yeah, I felt like we connected from the beginning and Mary Ellen definitely liked the setting. I know that that was one of the, her initial concerns was, was she going to live in a house? And we looked at some inner city placements that just would not have worked out. Being around a lot of a family where there's a lot of activity was something that she was used to. So that seemed good. We had a couple different meetings, didn't we, before we finalized the deal? I think we went from our initial visit to, hey, do we want to proceed? Can Mary Ellen stay the night? So she came over on a Friday night and went out with us. We had an outing to go to. She made herself right at home right away, and she came over and started hanging pictures up on the wall. Oh, that's right. Right, and I think we were still... I had already, in the back of my head, thought, yep, this is it. I'm ready to go with this match. But we still had, like, interviews lined up with other shared living programs. So we had to go through this dance with these other providers. And I knew, you know, we'd made, we'd, we got, I don't want to say we'd gotten lucky because I don't really believe that. But somehow I knew it was it the first, Claire and the setting in the first interview that we had was going to be a good fit, at least from, you know, at least starting out. So that's kind of how... I understood I my perception of bringing Mary Ellen into shared living and as a as a parent it was a tough thing to do to let go of the you know the care for someone that I'd been so intensely involved with for 21 22 years and to trust another another family another person with the care of my daughter and for some reason Claire was able to reassure me you know, not even in words, just that Mary Ellen was in a safe place and she was going to be able to care for her. And it just made everything fall into place in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying it's it's been easy, but it definitely has been far more positive and what I've come to see as a really good option for people that are struggling with keeping their whatever level of special needs child in their home. I think it's a, it's a wonderful program. I think there's, you know, there's always things that can be tweaked, but I'm really grateful for Claire. And I just wanted to ask, so what was it like first time that Mary Ellen moved in? How was that for your family, the whole adjustment? I don't know, because we don't see the whole picture all at once. So it was little pieces at a time. 
Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. In fact, I think to the it'll take probably a while. That's what we're both learning. She's still challenging in certain ways. She makes me think about things I've never thought about before. We have rules for the vacuum now, which I didn't know that would have to have rules. <laughs> but I'm sorry I can't not laugh have, at that. We have three rules, and um, it's pretty important that she sticks to those three rules. Which she can tell you if you ask her, Jill. Oh, that's what funny. They are. Yeah. Well, I went to vacuum yesterday, and she used it last. And I turned it on, and it sounded a little funny. And then I thought, oh, what's up with the vacuum? I hate operating on that, taking the brush off or whatever. But she had sucked up a pair of her underwear, and it was entwined in the brush. <laughs> well, luckily, I could pull that right out. And I emptied the hose and all that, and there's trash. So there's rules that you have to look what you're doing. And I think with a vacuum, you have to be able to hear the sounds that it's making, like, oh, something's wrong, something's stuck. Because I'm entwined. A piece of yarn gets stuck up there and forget it. You know, yep. you spend the next four hours cutting yarn off the roller or whatever. She's got to pay attention. And I never thought about that. Like, you have to hear what's happening. So your headphones can't be on. I'm assuming that she had headphones on. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure she or did. Or else she was afraid to say, hey, something's up with the vacuum. I'm not I'm not going to scream at her, hey, I broke the vacuum. Like, we can figure this out. Oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have rules about the vacuum now. But I didn't know. Right, and how could you? Like, the spinning brush thing, you know, the first, we I didn't grow up with one of those. I didn't know. You know, to watch out. Don't vacuum right. under the bed unless you check under the bed first. If there's a sock, there's an issue now. <laughs> so. Right. Things that you never would think would come up. Right. So I'm still learning about all these things. And what is your, uh, as far as her fine, managing her care, what are your what are your responsibilities through My Choice? What do they come out and evaluate when they meet with you? They want to see where her money goes. Okay. So how often do they come out? Once a month. So two, At this point, right. it's once a month. Okay. So we have Pam and Eddie who are the people, our contacts at, or at uh, my choice, I should say Claire's contacts, because mm -hmm. once you're in your, your child's in shared living, you kind of step back a little bit. So that's been interesting, too, is knowing how much to get involved and how much not to. And Mary Ellen has, because of her tuberous sclerosis, has a lot of medical issues that are ongoing about handing that over completely to Claire and how much information did I provide and how much did I let her experience for herself. So what, as far as my choice, do they expect that you do the majority of the medical care as far as... No one ever told me that, but I do have forms that they want me to have to... I guess they do want me to do all that, Jill, because I have the forms that the doctors need to fill out um, each time she has an appointment. Uh-huh. Right. So that was uh, a bit of a surprise, uh, I think, for Claire, that there was that many appointments. But don't forget, I have five kids, and when they were little, would be at the doctor, at some right. doctor, you know, every week, and that was my full-time job, so... So you're not unfamiliar with no, having I'm a lot of interruptions, that. things that come up that, you know, and I think as in the first few months that Marion was here, she did have some medical issues that Claire and I had to kind of work together on. Yeah, it's been really, really good because you've been open to including me listening too. 
to me. Of course. Yes. Well, you know her better than anybody, so you're my go-to person. Well, I, I appreciate that very much. So what, in your opinion, has been the, the best part of having shared living person in your house? Marielle, just give some she's, color. She's um, delightful. She's upbeat and happy and pleasant and willing to meet people when they come in the door. She makes it a point to remember somebody's name and interact with somebody. She likes all the people that come that come in. She's always remarking about music and I hear a lot of stories about program and she's right. good at sharing things like that. So if I wanted quiet time then I'm out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> that is really true. That is true with her for sure. What would you say to a parent that might be considering shared living? What should they anticipate as far as changes, you know, just anything that you can think of that might be helpful to someone that is thinking, well, should I do this or shouldn't I? Should I possibly? Our shared goal, yours and mine, is that Mary Ellen live independently with supports if she needs them. I'd like to see her on her own. How are we going to do that for her? I think her living here has helped a new, I don't know, a new perspective, like maybe... For instance, some things that you might not even notice that she's doing might make her stand out to other people. Well, no, I think I, I think you're on to something. Just seeing things from a different perspective. And one thing is um, that I... I think it requires a certain degree of flexibility. Uh, yeah, I agree. Definitely. It's like walking a fine line with her independence and her coping. She has music in. Well... She relaxes with the music, but it also makes her not as aware of her surroundings. Right. I think living, like taking her out of her home environment where she grew up and putting her in a shared living, things the, the things that she needs to work on become much clearer. Once we were at a doctor's appointment and we arrived before the office suite was open, and I stepped away to use the bathroom. And when I came back, she was sitting on the floor cross-legged in front of the door. And my mother was waiting with her. And my mother was, like, motioning, like, tell her to get up. Tell her to stand up. And I, and I said, oh, Mom, relax, I'm saying to my mother. <laughs> then thinking about that, are there other adults that were sitting on the floor outside doctor's offices? No. Usually adults stand there and wait a few minutes without sitting down. But with her sensory input issues, she got a free pass that day. But in the future, would would I say no? Yeah, I think for me it was like I was realized there's these things that I've had to walk a thin line with. And there's a, a lot of times when I just would let certain behaviors go because there was other things going on. And I didn't really, I wouldn't say have the energy, but maybe have the energy to address in the moment. Say they're all bad. There's, you know, some are coping mechanisms that she needs to definitely um, learn to find ways that are adaptable to regular society. Those things stand out a little bit more when she's in someone else's home. And I think I was terrified probably the first few weeks that she was gone that you were going to call me and say, take her back. <laughs> no. 
it's something we were discussing this before we started the interview about how you can't explain the what it's like to have take on the needs of another human being in these interviews that you do for the match so it takes some time with the person to to see all their quirks and their their challenges well, and if i had known everything ahead of time <laughs> <laughs> what we were in for. I mean, you take things day by day. So I'm glad we didn't know everything because as we've known to love, as we've grown to love her and like having her around, things are a little easier. I feel really grateful to have found such an exceptional family because they have just really been amazing. And I can think of a lot of ways that it could have gone a lot differently in different settings. So, yeah. So I think shared living is really a great program. I, I do think there's the challenges within the program. Is there enough support? Um, what would you... I'm going to say yes so far. So far there's been enough support. Yes. Yeah. And, and I have to call or email and I'll get a response. Weekends, nights. I haven't called any you know all crazy hours if i have a question no matter how small like what's my level of concern for thing you know things that come up do i need to worry about this or that eddie from my choice is my coordinator and he's there to answer he's very helpful he's talked to mary ellen about things you know my concerns he's he's there to step in and help and help me talk through things to gauge how important things are or or not yeah that's a recent there's been a, some things that have come up in her program she goes to a day program which is a whole nother podcast talking about the ins and outs of the different types of day programs that are available but i know there's been some medication challenges with that program tell me a little bit about like mary ellen's routine as far as her what does her day look like from your perspective Walk me through a day. All right. That she... Well, she gets up, sings and talks and chants and squeals. And she'll go in and take a shower, put her makeup on, everything, full face, and come down, herself breakfast, serve herself breakfast, check in with what the cat's doing, take a picture of the cat to send to you, probably. <laughs> I get lots of pictures still. I thought, you know miss her but i see i see her every day on my technology and she'll have i'm sitting in her spot right now she likes to sit in this particular spot and she'll tell me about things the things that are going on in her program and with music or a memory or anything that's she's thinking of at the time and she gets herself ready gets herself lunch gets herself out the door when she comes home she'll unwind she'll spend a lot of time in her room she'll come down and check in with dinner she's at the point where she's helping more with dinner and my goal is i mean she can make herself a dinner but why do that if i'm going to unless it, i mean on a why would she why would anybody but on her yeah. day, if I said, hey, you're making dinner, she would. She she isn't that interested in doing anything that we're doing. You know, no family outings, no family events. She won't sit and relax with us or anything. She's on her own. Yeah, I think that may take time. I'm not sure how that will play out. I 
appreciate you're giving her the space and not trying to. Well, I think age appropriateness wise, it, it is appropriate yeah. for her to be doing that. And I remember 22. Yeah. 22. Like I wanted to separate myself as much as possible from anything that was going on with the family. So I understand that. But then I think as a parent, I would think, well, it's time to move out then. So, and I come down here and you have to learn how to peel the potatoes and all that stuff. So she's participating more because I've told her, this is what we're doing. I want you down here at 415. Mm -hmm. You're getting ready for dinner. Because if one of my kids ever said, hey, what's for dinner? Or when's dinner? I'd say, well, as soon as you make it, that's <laughs> when dinner is. So she's... It has to take a more act because that's getting ready and that's being an adult. That's life. Doing these things. Life is not going to cut her the, the breaks that she, there's no accommodations. Right. So I'm learning how to, there's, there's a lot of things I want her to be able to do as an adult. Why would you, if somebody didn't tell you, you had to like sweeping the stairs. I don't go up and down those stairs. I would hate for her to live on her own and have her have a messy house because I had never told her, hey, you need to wipe the table off after you eat. Yeah, I think what I've seen happen with Claire is she's teased out certain, focusing maybe on just a certain skill that Mary Ellen might need, like coming down and helping with dinner or having certain chores, slowly infusing her with some of these necessary life skills that definitely she can get away with not doing if if possible she will it's not natural and i think what you just said is any person would probably not want to do them right. if they didn't right. have to and and because of her challenges so far she hasn't been able to really have enough of the noise in her own whatever the triggers are whatever her issues are to tune that out enough to to really take in enough of the experiences that she is having to learn from them. So I see that slowly happening, which is what I think is a really excellent benefit of shared living because they're out of whatever it is, whatever family situation, good or bad. I think when you get to be a certain age, you need to be, you need to find a way to, however you, it looks, make those next steps. And sometimes it's hard in a family setting, I'd say in their own family setting with kids with special needs. Right. And I've seen her gain some independence and she organizes her pills for the week and she calls the pharmacy for refills and she's able to call the doctor for refills on That's the great. ones that are, you know, that you need a new prescription monthly. So when I told her to do that, I said, go get a piece of paper. Oh, well, I don't need one. I said, well, do you know my phone number and address? Well, because, you know, as soon as someone asks you, it goes out the window. Right. So she wrote it all down. She wrote herself a script and she called for the refill. And then she said, Claire, keep this because I'll need it for next time. And she used it a, a little bit. She had to be coached a little to keep when you say your name to say it slowly when you repeat your repeat your number and make sure you say it slowly 
and no problem. We've gotten, we have to mail, receive the prescriptions in the mail from Boston. Mm -hmm. So they've arrived, no delays. So, That's excellent. And she goes up to the pharmacy whenever Rite Aid calls. That's great. For a refill. So I'm really happy to see that. And she's so proud of herself. I have to share from what she tells me. Yeah, she's like, Mom, do you know that I did this or I did that? And I'm like, yes. Right. So she, I think those little successes are important for her. And I'd say as a parent, having the experience of not having a lot of experience with special needs kids and then having one that had a significant level there's just so much going on that it's hard to really tease out what needs to be addressed. You know, I, I have to say for parents that might be considering it, I'm really hopeful for Mary Ellen. It's been a really good opportunity and chance for her and to have her in a family like Claire's. I was going to say, what is, what's it like with your other family members and Mary Ellen? Has that presented any challenges? I know Scott, her Claire's husband, Scott, has been very supportive from the beginning. Do they have an understanding of autism? I think some pe sometimes people that don't have an understanding of autism might have expectations that a person on the autism spectrum might not, buy, not be in their wheelhouse. Right, right. And you know what they say, if you know one person with autism, then you, you know, know one. one. person. <laughs> so, and she is atypical. So <laughs> there's all varying degrees of experience that we have. I guess because Gary lives here part-time, well, when he's... He's oh, your youngest son. Right. He yeah. He's away at school and sharing the, the space in the bathroom. But any... If they were siblings, they'd have to deal with it. Being quiet when someone else is sleeping, that's really the only thing that came up. But he's he's exceptional as well. Like, he's especially kind and especially patient and... He he's not going to yell and say, "Hey, don't leave your whatever around." He he's kind and respectful of her and patient. So what else can you ask? Seriously, and I, you know the fact that they've had exposure to other people with special needs just as a part of you know not as some some kind of oddity, but just as regular people. You've right. exposed them to that. Mary Ellen is just so friendly and so she'll meet people when they're here but she really doesn't want to hang out with us so nice meeting you thank you bye <laughs> See <you> goodbye <laughs> right so she interjects herself enough to be friendly which is really nice but she's not that interested in much more than that I hope that that changes a little bit just to give her more experience too right in social social settings I think yeah. the potential's there. So Gary took her for a ride. They went and got donuts one time and went over to Gary's girlfriend's house to pick her up, which is why she wanted to go because it's another girl her age who's really friendly. I thought, oh, that's nice. They're going down the street. But to Mary Ellen, she doesn't know where the donut store is or how far away. So she probably said, hey, can I put my music in? And Gary said, fine, but... Didn't expect her to be singing aloud to the music. People just don't really do that. And it's annoying if you're not expecting it. And, you know, it's only a five-minute trip. Can't you interact with me? So I think next time he might say no. 
don't, yeah. you know, let's just talk for a minute. Or if you want to listen to music, stay home or something. We're learning about her and what makes, you know, what she'll do in certain situations. Yes. I think it, it's going to be an ongoing learning experience for you and your family and for us and her siblings and everybody on our end. Well, it's it's a nice journey so far. Yes, it is. Do you have anything else you'd like to add or any other thoughts? Okay. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. We will see you next time. I hope it was helpful and I'll post some notes on the Facebook TSC Talk page. Thanks a lot, Jill. You're welcome. Thank you. Very much honored to interview you. Wish where you live, wonder why you haven't before. If you are confused, check with the sun.